This is the Smash and Grab Show. And this is your host, Jeff Kaufman. Thank you for tuning in. Before we get started, I have to do a short disclaimer. I am not a professional investment broker. What I say and the things I recommend on my show are solely for entertainment purposes only. I suggest that you conduct your own due diligence and do your own research into any investment before you get started. I appreciate you tuning in. Let's do our show. Thank you for tuning in to another Smash and Grab episode. As you know, I'm constantly looking for new products. I'm constantly talking about different projects. Um, I'm always into everything that's crypto. And um, you've heard me do another show earlier uh, a few months back about hardware wallets, um, talking about Tresner and, and a couple other ones. Um, but I... You know, I really didn't touch base on all the uh, products that are out there. Um, one of these products happens to be BitFi. Um, it's unique. It's totally different from all the other ones. Um, what I managed to do is get a hold of Daniel Kesson, one of the co-founders from BitFi. And he's here with us to do a quick little interview about BitFi and its product. And um, we're going to talk about it and uh get a little more familiar with what exactly BitFi does. Daniel, how are you? Great. Uh, hi, Jeff. Thanks for uh, having me on this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you coming in on a Saturday. Not everybody wants to work on a Saturday. <laughs> well, money never sleeps. You know how it is. That's true. <laughs> um, I won one of the contests for BitFi. I was really super stoked. Uh, I got BitFi in last Tuesday, took a look at it. It's, it's totally different than the, the Tresner wallet I own. Um, what I wanted to know is how does it work? I mean, I understand, but not everybody else understands. There's with Tresner and other hardware wallets, you're storing your actual bit, you know, Bitcoin or whatever cryptocurrencies on the wallet, but BitFi doesn't do that. What is different about BitFi? Well, um, uh, essentially, you can say that everything is different. Uh, it is indeed um, poorly understood, and uh, the, probably many people think it's just a, yet another hardware wallet uh, or some variant of some another hardware wallet. But it is a completely uh, different technology. And kind of to, to to understand why this is such a major breakthrough and such an important uh, uh, technology is to kind of you know, a brief history of kind of where hardware wallets came from in the first place. And so the first hardware wallet uh, started shipping in um, 2012, and this was indeed the, the Trezor. Uh, and this was right. in response to what was basically, I mean, there was an epidemic of people just getting hacked left and right, uh, losing Bitcoin. Um uh, because everyone was just using software wallets and, of course, software wallets, you know, running on your computer. Um, and, of course, your right. computer is connected to the Internet. And so your all your private keys are, on, you know, on your computer uh, being operated by some software. So people were just really uh, getting attacked left and right. And a lot of people, there were I remember. losses were very, very <laughs> serious. Exactly. And so, um, right. and so the hardware wallet... Uh, which is really, you know, uh, referred to also as cold storage, which is a form of a hardware wallet. Um, what it effectively solved that problem, right? Because now you have uh, private keys and the private key is everything that you need to access um, uh, or perform operations on the blockchain at a particular address. That's all you need, right? As long as you have the private key, uh, you have full access. So in the case of um, those wallets, um, you know, the keys are now on this hardware device. It's like a little storage device, right? And so they are, and that device is not connected to the internet, right? And so by definition, uh, cold storage is 
basically keeping, uh, uh, storing private keys in a secure offline environment. Okay, so essentially, now the keys are not on your computer, so and so you have this external device that connects to your computer, and so uh, typically hackers can't get to it because they're simply not online. So an online hack becomes effectively almost impossible. So you still have, um, now as a side note, you do have uh, uh, occasional online hacks, even with these cold storage wallets where people are fooled into all kinds of phishing attacks and other types of attacks, but that we can discuss that later. But we're kind of right. doing a bird's eye view at this point. And so, uh, however, one thing that's really important, and this is uh, where I think that, uh, let's just put it this way, that uh, there's a lot of misleading uh, and deceptive information out there where cold storage is portrayed as this holy grail of security and so on. It's not because cold storage was never intended to and it cannot and will not protect users from physical attacks, uh, which are right. uh, dramatically increasing in volume and frequency all over the world. We're seeing it almost daily now. And this is where simply, uh, well, let's say your device is physically lost. Uh, stolen, sure. seized, confiscated. You leave it on a bus. I'm sorry? You leave it at a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, just, or just seized or stolen or confiscated or whatever. And so uh, right. the e extraction of private keys from this kind of device is totally trivial. I mean, it, it, I mean it's been, been demonstrated over and over and over again. And uh, the last demonstration was done by uh, Kraken Security Labs where they extracted all the keys out of such a wallet with a $75 tool, um, right. you know, and it took just a few minutes. Uh, so forget about like, if we're talking about like a forensic uh, lab uh, or somebody that's a contractor to the government or somebody like that, I mean, extraction is done literally in seconds. It takes nothing. Sure. Um, and there's no way that you can stop it, right? It doesn't matter how much encryption there is because these forensic labs, they get into any, any, so in other words, anything that is stored could be extracted any stored data on any medium could be extracted okay so essentially what does right. this mean and and um and and this is important uh, on on many different levels so this is effectively the same as keeping bars of gold in the safe or buried in your backyard or uh putting you know keeping cash under a mattress okay i mean so that's what you're doing when you're using you know right. using these things and and the reason why it's important to understand that um, is because the reason why gold essentially became demonetized, why gold is really no longer money, okay, is precisely because it is so easy to confiscate, right? I mean, and, and, right. and it's happened before where in the act of 1934, government issued, you know, basically declared holding gold illegal and every U.S. citizen had to um, surrender their gold physical gold to the government right um and it became a crime to own it so um so of course this is um you know this is a major problem and um and bitcoin itself the ethos of bitcoin was intended to be okay an unseizable unconfiscatable asset that's what bitcoin was always intended to be so none of these wallets okay none of them no matter how exotic uh, this cold storage might be uh, they don't offer protection from that. So BitFine is a, a completely new technology. Okay, something that um, it, it, it's, a, it's a brilliant and elegant approach to a, and provides a complete solution because it works in a completely different way. And um, so here's what it does. Okay, rather than, okay. And again, in a nutshell, there's obviously a lot to this. There's a, you know, it's a, it's a very sophisticated tech, but it's also very elegant. Um, so essentially, uh, there is nothing on the device. There is no storage of anything whatsoever. Okay, there are no private right. keys on the device, and instead, okay, what happens is that a user creates their own, um, basically, a salt and a secret phrase, which is your input. Okay. Right. Um, 
and it's said by the user. It's a completely open format. And then this input, whenever you type it into the device, is then used to calculate uh, the private key for whatever currency you might be using, okay? Whatever it might be, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever, right? So, right, um, right. And so when this happens, okay, with, let's say you type in your salt and secret phrase, the device then calculates the key, okay? This key comes into existence based on laboratory measurements. I mean, it's there for literally maybe a microsecond or less. It's not even detectable. So it's used to sign um, the, the authenticate and sign the transaction. And this is another important point because people think that the blockchain needs your private key in order to release funds it does not what the blockchain needs is it needs some the a signature with your key okay right. so then this key it so it signs it instantly vanishes so we have technology and we've optimized this process over the last two years where that the old memory is instantly wiped and written over so the key is gone way less than a second and then the signature is then transmitted to the blockchain to release funds. Okay, now, all right. So here, think about it this way, right? There's nothing on the device, okay? Right. So if someone seizes your device, steals your device, um, confiscates your device, it is completely hopeless um, to even attempt to seize your funds because there's nothing to seize. The device isn't your wallet. It is nothing more than basically a private key generator. I mean, uh, I mean, how can I mean, unless you change the laws of nature, okay? How can you seize or confiscate something that simply does not exist? Okay. And I'm going to address a few other right. points. And by the way, feel free to ask any questions about anything that isn't clear. But no, go ahead. You're doing fine. Now, this is exactly what I was I was I was pondering about. I, I knew what it did, but I wasn't aware of the fact that it erased. And it basically, I mean, the next time you go to use it, you're going to get a whole new signature. Correct. Well, so 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 exactly. So here's why this is important. Because for example, some people say, "Well, wait a second, but the the device operates over Wi-Fi. Isn't Wi-Fi unsafe? I mean, and all that and well, of course, Wi-Fi. Yeah, they have snippers. And, well, right. Of course, Wi-Fi is not safe uh, at all. No. But, the, but, but the device is not transmitting the private key. It's transmitting the signature. And so if that signature is intercepted by an attacker, which is possible, even though there's many layers of encryption on this device uh, when it's transmitting, sure. it doesn't matter. Even if it was completely open, the only thing that the attacker can do with that signature is what you originally intended. So there's no, it's completely right. and utterly useless for someone to capture transmissions from this device, right? The private key comes into existence for a split second, right? So, so think about it this way, okay? I mean, <laughs> there's two, two things uh, to, 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 as you know, uh, consider this, right? There is even right. like, for example, people went to such lengths, like there was a company in Switzerland called Zappo and they built like a okay. multi-million dollar underground bunker with some like super duper servers, uh, super encryption right. for like their really high net worth clients for storing very large amounts of uh, Bitcoin. Okay. So yep. even that, okay, you're talking about multi-million dollar facility. Okay. That could be attacked, breached. Okay. Servers taken and then data extracted from those servers. Okay. But right. the simple BitFi device, okay, uh, low-cost consumer device, okay, cannot. So you, you cannot uh, extract data that isn't there in the first place, okay? So, so it, it, is, it, is, it is almost, uh, it's almost funny that it's a multi-million dollar facility that um, it, it simply does not provide the security of the simple uh, device. Right? Handheld so, device. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. So, in other words, and we, and we, um, um, like I've talked to some, you know, very experienced uh, blockchain developers, etc., and people have said things like, "My God, I mean, my entire life I've spent just wondering, like, how do I protect my private keys? Like, how can I properly secure my private keys?" And it just never occurred to me. 
to just simply just delete them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and the other thing that, right. the other thing that's also really important <laughs> to consider is this. I mean, let's try the following thought experiment to understand why this is such a major breakthrough. Okay. Let's say okay. that some company comes out with uh, some, a new cold storage wallet that is like, you know, completely state-of-the-art let's just say it's a ten thousand dollar cold storage device and they say it's the it has the most highest encryption ever conceived it is a major breakthrough encryption etc etc okay now what's happening with that device is that it is experiencing a continuous security decay why because let's just say we take this imaginary ten thousand dollar cold storage wallet and we leave it on the right. shelf for a few years, okay? Say mm-hmm. two years or three years. So now you have then forensic tools and other technologies are also evolving at a very rapid pace. So, so sure. the thing is, is that while this you know, thing might you know, present uh, a challenge today, okay, uh, in, in two or three years, uh, you know, such a lab would crack it just as easily as they would uh, a $100 gadget today. Right. Because that, that correct. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, it's like my laptop. I have Windows seven on my laptop. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's how many years old? It, I, I understand what you're saying. If you had this ten thousand um, dollar highly encrypted, uh, you know, great security, everything, it's sitting on a shelf for three, four years in three, four years. Somebody could come out with something that's going to be able to extract that information well they, they, they'll extract it today i'm saying that in three or four years sure in three or four years they'll extract it as easily as they would from a from a hundred dollar device today because everything's advancing it, it, it's Precisely. it's just a matter of exactly so you right. have you have a decay of security now with bitfine sure. right uh you can leave it on a shelf for a thousand years and in a thousand right. years you might have some un things we can't even technologies we can't even conceive of right now and you still won't be able to extract data that doesn't exist you just can't it doesn't exist unless you invent a time machine and go back in time you cannot extract data that isn't there so in other words you can you know you could be in a situation where you're just you know away from uh your device for a little extended period of time and with bitfight there's really there's simply nothing to worry about because the device simply isn't your wallet. It's not, it is just calculating keys. So essentially you are sure. achieving uh, a greater than Fort Knox level of security in something that is cost effective because, I mean, regardless of how sophisticated a piece of hardware may be or, or, or how expensive or inexpensive the components are, you still can't extract right anything from that hardware if it doesn't have any data, right? So that is kind of the fundamental principle on which BitFi works. But there's many, many, many other important uh, conveniences and important um, uh, parts to, to the security mechanism, which is really important for people to understand, okay? So first of all, um, one of the things that often is not talked about in hardware wallets, right, right is that because sure. you see security professionals – uh, they're interested mainly in, you know, device security. They're focused on the device, okay? But uh, a massive attack surface for cold storage wallets is not even the device, but it's that 24-word seed that you write down on a piece of paper, right? And that piece of paper sure. is now sitting uh, in your safe or wherever. It might be in your desk. Yes. Okay? <laughs> That's exactly where mine are sitting. Okay, all right. So now... <laughs> So the thing is, that the, the scary thing with that piece of paper is that um, that's all that. So in other words, some, someone that never even gains access to your device, if they simply get those 24 words, they have access sure. to all your money. And it doesn't even need to be a hacker or someone with engineering skills. It could simply be your plumber or your whatever, your babysitter. Anybody can. Babysitter, your lawn boy. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and the other thing <laughs> about it that is makes it particularly vulnerable is that anyone who's ever owned or purchased cryptocurrency, okay, when they see 24 words, okay, they know that they just found money. What else can it be? It's the only format in the world that's being used for it. I mean, there's not, that, 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 that's what 24 words on a piece of paper mean. It's, sure. So you know, instantly. I, mean, I just read an article. I just read an article today. I mean, unfortunately, it was a drug dealer. I mean, you know, <laughs> but he lost $50 million in Bitcoin. And he was storing 
his his keys uh, in, in, in a tackle box of all places. It, it was all over the news today. I was reading and I was like, well, you know, that's pretty dumb. I mean, they're going to get it anyway. I mean, there's a reason why. Right. They're gonna, someone's going to see them and know what they are. I mean, it, you know. Well, it's not just that. Are, I mean, there's know. a reason why the FBI is the world's largest holder of Bitcoin. Because they, what do you think? People just leave their uh, private keys on top of their desk or pu- pu- publish it on Instagram. I mean, they grab people's wallets. I mean, and they extract it, everything in seconds. Or they, it, it, it's literally trivial. It's nothing. It's, there's zero protection from that. With BitFi, it is impossible to do. And because you have a custom phrase, so there's two benefits. One is that because your salt and secret phrase, okay, right. Um, the four, so, so for the highest possible entropy, okay, uh, I mean, there's different guidelines. That you, I mean, you can customize it to your needs, but we recommend, you know, seven words um, is to be your sure. phrase. Now, if, you're, if that's your phrase, and because you're always entering it, it's not because it's impossible to memorize 24 words, but seven words, sure. and because you're using them every time you do any operation with this wallet, okay, you will know it as well as you do your name. So you have the option to just, literally just to memorize and know your phrase and because there isn't like a you know uh, a phrase and then a separate uh pin code to to use the device and all these different things to keep track of the only thing is the user that you need to know to operate this entire sort of you know this entire wallet system whatever you want to call it the only thing as a user right. that you're responsible for is just knowing your sultan secret phrase so you will remember it okay now so you have that advantage is that you're literally, you can walk around, I mean, it sounds almost like science fiction, with, I don't know, $100 million like in your consciousness, because there's really no trace. I mean, if there's nothing in the device, the private keys don't exist right. anywhere, and it's calculated from that Sultan phrase, and you have it memorized, then the funds exist literally only in your consciousness, right? Now, uh, right. if you, however, I know that a lot of people um, are concerned with, well, what happens if I go into a coma or I hit my head or whatever? What if I forget or whatever? So, of course, you do have the option to also write it down. But the advantage is this. Right. If you do choose to write it down, because it's not a standardized format, like 24 random words, but it's some kind of phrase, right? That's yeah. like the, the phrase could be the smash and grab shows the is a big brown dog runs around house. Well, well no, it can't. It, it should. I mean, again, they're, 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 it's seven words. Well, basically, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, you could do that though if you wanted to. It's a custom phrase. You can write anything, right? So right. The point is, is that is that right. it is. If you do write it down, and someone finds this piece of paper, right, that it, it's much harder to identify as access to a wallet. It's not something you would see and go, "Oh my God, I just found money," right? And even so, right. if that is discovered, you know the 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 attacker still wouldn't know the salt, which would dramatically slow him down, right? So essentially sure, you could you could hide this information in plain sight. I mean, literally just you know hide sure. it in plain sight and, and and not have to, you know, you know, because like people like get this like these steel plates with 24 engraved words and buried in the backyard. I mean, this is silly. I mean, this is this is a, a, an utter joke. I mean, you could use the Lord's Prayer for all anybody knows. I mean, the last you know seven words of the Lord's Prayer and have it hanging on the wall or something. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Well, you you but the, the, there there are certain measures. I mean, that that, that have to be taken. Sure. Um, and sure. So one common thing that comes up when people hear that is, mm-hmm. wait a second. But that means you don't have enough entropy because, I mean, isn't 24 words way more entropy than seven words and assault? Uh, no. And I'm going to explain why. Right. So the 24 words is a BIP 39 format. Right. So in BIP sure. 39, you have 24 words selected out of a list of 2048 words. OK, so you have. Uh, whatever that the, the possible number of combinations out of that list of words, right? In BitFi, for the highest possible entropy, we recommend the diceware method. So the diceware method, where the device comes with a physical, like casino die that you roll physically, right. roll, and then yes, you select. Mine did. Yeah, yep, and you select words out of, of out of a list of seven thousand seven hundred seventy six. So now, uh, twenty four words out of two thousand forty eight is still more combinations than seven words out of 7,776. But 
what's not being taken to, into account is this, that in BIP 39, all words are entered individually and they're all lowercase. In okay. BitFi, it's an open format, which means that as you are choosing words, you can use upper or lowercase letters. So instead of, because you have 26 letters in the English alphabet, so instead of 26 right. letters, you have 52 possible letters. Then you could use okay. spaces or no spaces, which is uh, treated as a character from entropy perspective. Okay. And then there are 11 special characters. So when you do simple math, the entropy is um, you know, far, far greater than the BIP 39 24-word format. And so, uh, so based on you know, just basic math, uh, right. the most powerful attacker today being the NSA, where they have computers that can do 1.3 trillion uh, guesses per second. Okay, it would take them, sure. like conservatively a bare minimum of like uh, 50 million years to crack such a phrase remotely. Okay, right. brute force something like that. So, so essentially, you, you have nothing to worry about, and that you'd have to be specifically targeted. And all kinds of other stuff like that, right? So this is, um, uh, so even though it seems counterintuitive, uh, you do have, uh, you do have a lot more, you do have a lot more entropy, right? And you can uh, essentially, you know, you have nothing that you need to, to think about. You don't have to think about steel plates. You don't have to think about 24 words. You don't have to... Um, Think about any of these things, right? Your money is always safe um, and secure uh, and cannot possibly be taken from you. There's simply no method that exists. There's no way to take your funds. Okay. Uh, um, my question my question is, uh, let's say I, I own Bitcoin. Where am I storing that Bitcoin? Am I storing it with something Bit, BitFi supplies or? No, you're not. <laughs> You're, you're, you're not storing it with, 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 with you're not storing anything with with BitFi. Uh, okay. In other words, when you receive um, Bitcoin in your BitFi wallet, what does that even mean? Okay, you are right. essentially you are receiving it on. Uh, and this is actually a very common thing that for some reason, because you see the word wallet is a misnomer and it causes a lot of confusion because for some reason, a lot of people believe that their coins are actually on the, on some device. They're not right. So Bitcoin, they're not right. No. So Bitcoin cannot exist outside of the Bitcoin. It's basically a ledger for the, for the blockchain. Exactly. Right. So Bitcoin cannot exist outside right. the Bitcoin blockchain. Litecoin cannot exist outside the Litecoin blockchain. Right. So essentially the difference right. here being that um, a cold storage device um, has all your private keys. Okay. So essentially when you're, right. when you're receiving Bitcoin and BitFi, you're just receiving Bitcoin at some address on the Bitcoin blockchain. So that's where your Bitcoin is. So what, what BitFi is, is nothing other than a blockchain interface that allows you oh, okay. to interact directly with blockchains, right? It allows you to directly, sure. directly interact with blockchains where you, um, it, it, and, and, and just you'll calculate your private key uh, to perform operations on those blockchains. So there's nothing that BitFi has. There's nothing. Essentially, it kind of you can say that it merges your brain with blockchain. OK, so that's essentially what's happening. And there's nothing that the BitFi is storing. It's just simply allowing users to interact with whatever blockchains that are supported by this ecosystem without basically ever storing a thing without having i mean literally anything to ever worry about or think about right um besides just remembering or knowing your sultan phrase right and just you know making sure that no one else does right so th this is i mean so this is a, a massive massive leap and a very elegant solution because you cannot I mean, explain, explain to me, Jeff, how, how can you, how can you improve upon the security of a device that has no data? How can right. this be done? What, what is, what, how can this conceivably be done? How can you further improve the security of this when there's nothing to take for any right. attacker 
There's nothing that there is absolutely, you're absolutely, you're not storing any information on the BitFi device at all. You're not storing your, 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 your salt or your private key. You're not storing anything there. It's essentially producing uh, a calculation at the, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the day, that's what it does, but there's nothing being stored there. Unlike, yeah, uh, it's important to, it's important unlike to like Tresnor or, or, or uh, Elipal or anyway, Elipal or whatever. Um, it, it's, it's not storing any information. So, exactly. I mean, so that, it's, that's it's important. important. It's important to understand this, that, that, cause you know, sometimes people say, Oh, you know, I like, uh, we might receive a question like, Oh, you know, I have several uh, BitFi devices and I wanted to give one to, to a friend and, you know, how do I restore it to factory default so he can use it, you know, and get, make sure there's, you know, my device doesn't have anything on it. And we're like, <laughs> and we're like, uh, you, your device is always in the same state as it was before you even took it out of the box. That's right. The whole point, meaning that even if you've been using your BitFi device for two years, it is exactly as it was before you took it out of the box brand new. There's no difference between ha- used one for two years and one that's in the box um, uh, brand new. It's the same always. There's nothing on it except an operating system. Uh, and it's and funny you said that because I read, uh, I believe it was one of the tweets from BitFi where uh, someone had asked that question. And it was the exact same answer you're giving me now that, that you know, it's always in a factory state. Um, it doesn't really store any information at all. So if I were to take mine right now and uh, give it to my neighbor, um, they wouldn't be able to do anything with any any transactions I've done or anything at all. Yeah, I mean, they it's, would just enter their salt and right. secret phrase and they would use it as their wall. I mean, they would just, uh, in other words, it's important to, to understand that the secret phrase that you create for it, okay, is the wallet, Right. That is the wallet, just like the 24 words for your cold storage device is right. the wallet. Right. Because that's yeah. all that anyone needs. Now, another here's another important thing that I think it's, it's important to bring up here and really important to cover because it's also um, very misunderstood and dangerous, in my opinion, because a lot of people come back with and say, yeah, but you know what? In my cold storage wallet, there's this, you know, a 25th word uh, uh, feature where. You know, I have my 24 word backup on a piece of paper, but then even if someone gets that piece of paper, uh, because I enabled this feature, there's a 25th word needed. Uh, so the attacker still can't access my funds because they don't know my 25th word. OK, now right. this is this is um, uh, not only entirely useless feature, but a dangerous feature because most people do not understand entropy. So, for example, um, if you take, if you go to like some kind of website like um, hsim.pw, which uh, will give you an estimation of how long it takes to brute force uh, various words or phrases. If sure. you take a, uh, with a regular computer, a ra- one word, like word like table or whatever, okay, it uh, the amount of time needed to brute force, force that word is in, instantaneous. In other words, it would take an attacker much less than one second to a- uh, access all your money with uh, even if you've set that 25th word feature. Okay, it's very important to understand sure. that. So what it's doing is that it is giving a lot of people who are using this feature this false sense of security thinking, well, I don't really need to, because then they, because then if you if you think that access to your wallet is not possible, uh, even if someone uh, uh, steals your twenty four words, then that person is not taking the appropriate measures to properly safeguard those twenty four words. As, as someone who ha- is not using that feature, who thinks that if these twenty four words are stolen, all my money's gone, so they're taking more precautions to safeguard those twenty four words, and a lot of people. Um, are under the impression that this offers them protection. Okay, now someone who is a more um, sophisticated user. Now we're getting into, you know, but and of course, I mean, obviously the goal here is adoption. I mean, we, we, th- th- these should not be products for like hobbyist gadgets uh, that that only you know uh, uh, one tenth of one percent of the population can use. But let's just say we do take such an advanced user. And they set um, instead of one word, but an actual phrase. So it's much harder to brute force. Well, you have to consider 
a few things. One is that for a lot of these wallets, that um, 25th word or phrase, if you want to call it that, is entered right. into a computer. Okay. So that is, again, worse than useless because the entire point of a hardware wallet is to never enter any sensitive information into a computer ever, if you do. So then <laughs> all, all that you have then, again, is another, you've created additional false sense of security because just a hot wallet riding on top of a hardware wallet, and that will be hacked faster than you can blink, okay, if it's you're entering into, into a computer. Now, the there are probably a few devices where... Uh, the 25th word is entered where you can actually enter into the device rather than the computer. However, okay, as we've learned and we're, cause you know, this is all we do and we've perfected this process. Memory management is very complex, right? So there's absolutely no guarantee that if you're typing in a very long phrase into one of these hardware devices that are cold storage devices, that that phrase is not recoverable uh, in in a forensic uh, laboratory, that it's sure. you know that the memory is properly wiped and, and uh, overwritten, and that is just like completely gone. You have absolutely no guarantees. Where it, with BitFi, this process is guaranteed. And besides, again, if you are using it that way, then you have a structure and a mechanism that makes absolutely no sense. Because now, okay, you are if you lose the 24 word uh, seed, that piece of paper, but you remember that phrase, all your money's gone. Or right. you have the, the, the words, but forget the phrase, all your money's gone too. And then if you have a situation where the situations that can and do happen where, I don't know, because most people keep their device and uh, their the piece of paper or the metal plate, whatever, whatever it is, yes. in, in <laughs> one location, if you have uh -huh. a fire flood, earthquake, whatever, all your money's gone because both would be destroyed, right? Sure. Um, so essentially, um, whereas with BitFi, it's like, you know, if your house burns down or whatever, if you're, I don't know, you're, you're going through the airport, you're walking through customs of some new country, and they see that you have what resembles uh, some kind of hardware wallet, and you yeah. just you, you just, just hand it to them and walk away. Don't even bother to, to argue with these people. Right, just get another one. Just, you know, just, just, you know, you can have, you can have one device in New York, a second device in Paris. You don't even need to take it with you. You, when you arrive at your apartment in Paris, just uh, type in your Sultan phrase. Cause there's, there's also not because of the fact that there's not, never anything in the device, there's nothing right. to recover. There's nothing to restore. So in other words, when you get a new one, you don't have to go through some recovery process or restore right. process. You just use it as if nothing happened. You just continue just typing in your Sultan phrase and using it continuously without interruption. There's nothing you need to to do, right? Just, just that's all you need to know. Just that essentially, phrase. essentially, if somebody that you knew needed to borrow it for a second to access their funds, they could do that. Yeah, you could use. I mean, you could you could literally right. you could have. Uh, one device in a household and 10 people can all share it and none none of those 10 people can access the other person's wallet because they don't know their salt and secret phrase. <laughs> so in other words, you, you, you I mean, I, I, some people, I mean, there's, there's really no reason to have more than one device. I mean, some people simply no. get another device. Uh, uh, they might get two because they just want, you know, because it's hardware, it's hardware, so hardware does and will break or, or fail. And so they sure. just want to have a backup device so that they don't have to go through the, the process of the emergency recovery, because obviously, you know, we provide tools that if, let's say, BitFi is shut down or BitFi disappears, that, right. you know, you, you always still have access because you can just, you know, by entering your salt and phrase into this tool, you get all your private keys and just import that into any other wallet. Money's there. So for people that obviously, because this bypasses all the security mechanisms of BitFi, a sure. lot of people like to have a backup device, but there's really no, there's no difference. So you can literally use a, you know, you could take a device, uh, access your wallet, then, I don't know, the throat in the ocean, uh, and then take <laughs> any other BitFi device in the world and then just do the same thing without doing a thing other than exactly what you just did before. There's nothing to restore, nothing to recover, nothing to do, except right. just enter your salt and phrase. So this is a, 
the next logical sort of evolutionary step in securing, because um, you're not storing assets, you're securing digital assets, right? Right. It's pure cryptography. Uh, pure cryptography, and it gives you absolute protection. Okay, it gives you there is no way to attack this. And now also with the uh, the Bitfi two which uh, was released a few months ago, okay? Right, that's the uh, one I have. Right, so the, uh, the difference is that, you know, one attack that was possible before was that, let's say you are away from your device. Let's say you use it, uh, put it back down on your desk, and let's say go on vacation for seven days, okay? And someone, I don't know, I mean, this is very rare, but if it were to happen, let's say someone breaks into your house, then they modify your device or do something, you know, inject some sort of code into it, do some kind of modification so that, you know, then you return being unaware that anything had changed, that anything happened, then you just pick up the device and start using it. And then the attacker is now somehow tracking your keystrokes or whatever, right? Or something, uh, like okay. that, right? Or right. let's say they might have to, okay. So, uh, so the BitFi 2 eliminates that possibility because it has no data port. There's no uh, way to, there's, there's, that, that, that port that's on the device is simply just, a um, charging port. It's just a charging port, right? And then right, inside the uh, device, the circuit board is fully, uh, it's filled and encapsulated in this uh, high thermally conductive resin uh, that it's, it's, a thick, it's like this black material that once it hardens, the entire circuit board is just like this one black brick and sure. it's impossible to access any, uh, any chips, nothing. In other words, you, 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 without completely destroying, irrevocably destroying this device. So it is impossible to gain access, impossible to. Um, and then uh, sometimes some, some, someone would ask who uh, they'll say, well, OK, well, then you can have uh, this kind of attack where someone makes a lookalike device, okay, uh, and then leaves it on your desk. So it's not even the device you purchased, but just someone literally like it's a very, invest the money to make a device that just looks identical <laughs> and then waits for you to take it and start typing in your information uh, and so that they can grab your information. Well, that's not possible either right. because, because of the way that the BitFi infrastructure works because unlike all other wallets all other hardware wallets in the world today where each one is the same as the other right where sure. every you know every so a batch of 10,000 pieces all 10,000 are identical right sure. whereas with bitfi every device has its own individual device id okay, uh-huh. okay. so and so because so it means that each device has its own unique package installed it's not the same package in every device in, th- in other words if you have a batch of 10,000 bitfi devices well, each one out of those 10,000 will have a slightly different package which is what gives it a device id which means that if you make a lookalike device and you leave it on somebody's desk there's no possible way it'll work with bitfi systems it won't get the pop-up from the dashboard there's no if it way doesn't it have the right it. fingerprint it can't it can't access your, your the, um, well, in other, well, in other words, how will it um, the, the, the dashboard right. asks you for your device ID, right? So that it knows the device to send the request of saying, hey, you're trying to do this. Please authenticate. Uh, please calculate your key. But if the device, if it's a lookalike device that someone built just to fool you, it would have some device ID that wouldn't work with BitFi systems because it isn't a genuine device. So it would just not be recognized by these systems, wouldn't get a pop up and the user um, would just simply contact BitFi and say, I think my device is broken. It's just not working. It's like they won't even realize it was uh, it's a lookalike. They'll just say, they'll just assume it broke or something. They, they'll they'll sure. still assume it's, it's defective, but they will still not be attacked. So essentially, uh, you can't execute that attack. Um, you, you can't execute an attack where someone is, um, you know, does some kind of modif- physical modification uh, it is impossible to make a counterfeit BitFi device for this very reason, because each one has its own unique package installed. So no counterfeiter could do it because each device has its own unique key, which gives it a device ID. So it's impossible to counterfeit, right? 
and you have nothing to take from a device that is seized, lost, left behind. So right. this is we're talking about the uh, level of security that is just simply unprecedented, a peace of mind that is unprecedented, where um, this is what, you know, we, I mean, we have users where one person might be securing like over the hundred million dollars with one salt and secret phrase. I mean, this is the level right. of security this is meant for. This is, obviously, this is not a wallet that you use to, you know, pay for coffee with Starbucks. And it's, it's, no, <laughs> it's not that, you know, it's not meant no. for that. It's meant for like the really serious uh, long term holdings, like a savings account or whatever. And then, you know, when you need to go uh, shopping or you want to have pocket money, then there's plenty of good, you know, uh, phone apps where you could phone apps, there's cards. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of different things you could do. Yeah. So you just move a few hundred dollars from your BitFi to that and then go, go, go shopping and buy things with a four digit pin or your fingerprint, whatever. Who cares? I mean, if you lose that money, it's not the end of the world, right? It's pocket money. You use BitFi as a central bank. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Yeah, so, yes. Um, so we really, I mean, we, um, you know, really took this to uh, the next level. I mean, essentially, in the in the, in the beginning, this um, when this first came out, this attracted the uh, attention uh, from uh, the uh, some of the world's best hackers. And sure. so in the first basically month of launch, I mean, we got I mean, Bitfi got hammered so hard with every possible uh, known uh, uh, attack, and um, and you know John McAfee was also kind of fanning the flames, and uh, uh, and you know, uh, and it, you know, no comment. Yeah, it became it became a, 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 um, almost like a almost like a nuclear war uh, took place, and but essentially what happened is that 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 we. Uh, uh, learned, I mean, of every possible vulnerability um, uh, in like the first two months of our existence, which most uh, wallet companies, I mean, they're not even aware of, you know, 10 years into their existence uh, of very serious vulnerabilities because no one is bothering them. And no, no one is, I mean, no one is, I mean, this is not, I mean, it's not even being discussed, right? So we really uh, learned about every possible, I mean, uh, possible thing and, and now this thing is hardened to the point where it's like it, it is just it's a giant giant leap uh, in what's uh, possible and uh and look i mean the results speak for themselves that to this day sure. to this day after all these attacks on our infrastructure on uh devices you know, all these different things not a single human being ever lost one penny not a single BitFi user ever lost one penny due to any hack, exploit, or anything like that. Never happened once. I'm pretty sure we're the only, you know, uh, wallet manufacturer that can say that. Uh, right. And, Absolutely. <laughs> right. So it's a, it's a big, you know, it's, it's a really important technology. And, and there's a lot of, you know, it, it's important to, that, to um, you know, I guess to point out that it's not just an important technology, just something that, uh, will be just to, you use to safeguard like cryptocurrencies. I mean, this is going to safeguard a lot more than that. And there's many exciting things and features that are coming because this is a very powerful tech that um, is, can be used for many other applications that are coming sure. and will be deployed in the very near future. Uh, so it's it's uh, very you know transformative because you know we are we are living in a surveillance state. We are living in a, uh, you know, uh, in an environment with no privacy. Uh, oh, no, you can't even cross the street anymore without being uh, being caught on video. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, you have, I mean, 24 hours, I mean, almost every person in, uh, in, uh, in the first world, I mean, you, all these Alexa and uh, Google Home devices, I mean, these things, that, that, that microphone is on 24 hours a day. That's the reason why when you say Alexa, it hears you because the microphone is never off. It's on. Right. So you're under surveillance 24 hours a day. Okay. Absolutely. So, and, 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 you know, bureaucrats or whatever, I mean, they just seize your data 
your assets with a click of a mouse instantaneously. So this is really important. This is really important technology that um, we, you know, makes a huge difference in people's lives. And yeah, people just, we're not saying, I mean, we're not saying there's anything wrong with cold storage. I mean, just people need to understand sure. its limitations that it's not meant for any kind of physical. It's not bulletproof at all. Well, it's not meant for it. It never was meant for and will work for physical seizure. It was not, it's for physical attacks, physical access. Right. It's just it was <laughs> always meant to protect you from online attacks and, um, you know, you just need to understand that, you know, people, there is a lot of deception out there, right? Because you know, sure. there's unfortunately, you know, um, it's uh, it's a big business. You know, a lot of these oh, yeah. uh, manufacturers won't admit that they're uh, uh, not ready to not. say that, hey, the, you know, the, the, this, <laughs> this is not safe or whatever. I mean, you're not you're not going to hear it from them. Right. So no. You just kind of have to do your own homework and understand how these things always do your own research. Uh, Daniel, I have to ask you a question. How, how what's the price range for one of these? Because I won mine in a contest and I, you know, I, I didn't have to pay for it. So what would the price range for uh, the BitFi? So the BitFi device right now, it, it is one ninety nine. It's available okay. on uh, BitFi dot com. Uh, and there's okay. a link there. Uh, in, and then also on go.bitfi.com. And, um, and the thing that, uh, unlike, as I pointed out, because uh, you cannot possibly counterfeit BitFi devices, it's actually safe to buy from anywhere, right? Um, sure. Uh, because for, for, for other wallets, I mean, you're taking a huge risk. If you're not buying directly from the manufacturer, uh, I mean, one of I mean, a few of these manufacturers, I mean, their counterfeiting problem is so bad that they themselves can't even tell the, the, the counterfeits apart from their genuine inventory. That's and I bad. read about that. Yes. Yeah. So they're, <laughs> they're like relying on authenticity stickers and things like that with BitFi, because you cannot counterfeit BitFi devices. It's like you can pretty much, you know, get it anywhere. It doesn't matter. And um, yeah, so it's a. Uh, uh, that's the price right now. And, you know, we are always very mindful where we're, um, we want to drive adoption. We want our goal is to not just provide this level of protection, but to also make it um, extremely user friendly and easy to use. We think that's, uh, you know, the, it's all part of security that because user error is a major issue. Because one thing, for example, we haven't discussed is that uh, with all those other wallets, like the average use, the average person can't go through that firmware update process where you have to go to some website and, you know, oh, download sure. something and then install it onto a device and go through this 20 step process. Just user error um, and right. the likelihood of uh, being uh, being attacked uh, through that vector is enormous. Yeah. And the user could just make a mistake and, and just wipe sure. out everything, lose everything. So with BitFi. Yeah, this is eliminated too. I mean, when there's a new firmware, your device just says, "Hey, you know, there's new firmware available. Just press OK to accept it." I mean, that's the only thing you need to do as a user is just press the OK button. Nothing else. You know, so because the idea is you want to be able to, if if we're serious about adoption, right? You want to be right. able to. We're not there yet, but uh, we want to be there soon. Where. You give one of these to average grandmother, and she could just use it, and, and without even asking questions, just use and, it. That, and that's one of the things you know. That's one of the things that's driving adoption down is the complexity of being able to use uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, you know, you try to explain to someone who's never used it before, and they're like, "Well, why do I need to do that? Why do I need to have that?" Um, it becomes complicated. You know, it's like trying to program a VCR back from the eighties. It, it's it's mind-boggling to some people it, you know some of us you know we take on the learning curve and stride and it you know we we make it easier for us after you know years of doing it but for someone new who's never done this before you know to walk up and start using cryptocurrency it can be mind-boggling i mean let's just face it the easier we can make it for people to be able to use products such as bitfi the faster adoption will become um and it's it's just you know a matter of time really yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're we're. I mean, we're very aggressively engaged in R and D to make this, uh, um, uh, you know, really drive adoption. And and of course, sure. yeah, we're 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 and we are. Uh, uh, that's our mission. I mean, that's 
that's their entire mission um, is to drive adoption. And so we, we, well, I think we, you guys, are, I think you guys are doing, I think you guys are doing a great job. I think the product is just, I mean, the packaging was, was excellent. The product is just super cool. It's super sleek. Um, I'm enjoying it. My family's kind of like that. I want to try it out. You know, so I'm like, okay, here you go. So we've been, you know, I've been experimenting with it. I like it. I think it's, I think it's better than what I have now locked away in my safe. I'm just going to tell you, I think it's better than what I have now. Um, Daniel, I really appreciate you giving me this time on a Saturday evening. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to cut it here and I'm going to go back to finishing my show. But uh, I think BitFi is definitely the place to go if you really want to keep your cryptocurrencies secure. Um, and I, I, I applaud you guys because it's really a futuristic step in the right direction. Um, just the idea that I could hand my device to someone else and they could use it to, to do what they need to do, hand it back to me and I can go about my day. Um, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so I appreciate you giving me this time and this opportunity. Thank you. Well, thank you. Likewise, Jeff, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you and uh, your, your listeners. And uh, um, anytime in the future, follow-up questions or anything else, we're, you know, we're all about transparency. Anything, you know, no, any question is okay. Um, <laughs> so feel free, please. We would love to speak to you again. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, hope, you, hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks so much for having hey, me. I appreciate it too, man. I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Thanks so much. Take care. All right, Daniel. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. That was a... Uh... Very informative interview with Daniel Kessing of BitFi. I was, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. It seems like I learn something new every day. Um, I've made a few assumptions in my time about certain products. Um, I was super excited to get the BitFi device. Um, I've basically was kind of hesitant because I've been a, 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 a treasure wallet guy. I've uh, just, you know, kind of not used to change. Uh, let's put it that way. I became very comfortable with what I've been using for cold storage. Um, what makes sense to me about BitFi is the device is kind of like a set of keys, and the keys keep changing. And if someone was to walk up and get a hold of your BitFi device or you lose it or it's confiscated or any of those things, it would be impossible for someone to use that device to take your funds or steal your funds. Um, I had a few questions I wanted to ask Daniel and I still have some questions I'd like to ask him and perhaps we'll bring him back on for another show. But from where I stand right now, I think BitFi has definitely kind of cut out the middleman. And when I say that, I mean, it's not where you're storing anything. It's actually just a device that's providing you with a service, so to say. Um, It's providing you with software. Um, And you heard it yourself, it's impenetrable Everything in it's sealed up tight. You can't actually hack into this thing without breaking it. There's no data port to be able to plug into. And it doesn't actually hold anything. Um, so you're not storing information on this on this device. You're extracting data that it provides. Um, and that data is never saved. So I think it's a very smart and intelligent way to secure your cryptocurrency. This is Jeff Kaufman. I greatly appreciate you tuning in to Smash and Grab. I hope you found it a little more informative. I, I thought, you know, that I would do this show because I'm pretty familiar with all the other wallets. And I thought, you know, this this is kind of different. You know, this is a whole different set of uh, gears turning. It's not, you know, saving data on a device and throwing it in your safe. You could, you know, use this device and then, you know, throw it away. Or, or give it to someone else to use to do their do the same thing you just did with it. And that's what I that thought was really cool. I mean, you could, like, walk into an office where everybody's using it. You could pass this thing around. Um, and I think that's really smart. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost too smart. I mean, a lot of people can't wrap their minds around exactly what BitFi does. Um, it took me actually listening to Daniel to understand exactly how BitFi works. 
and I think I think you know everybody could definitely benefit from listening to the show because I think this is the smartest way to be able to secure your crypto. I think it's a lot smarter than a lot of the other things out there that people are doing and using right now. Um, I, I don't know why they were attacked so hard in the beginning when they first entered into the marketplace. But I will tell you this, I, I, I've got the device in my hand. I think it's really smart. Um, I've you know decided to make a, make a change because as much as I like um, all these hardware wallets, this is different, and it's 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 security that you can just basically, you know, not even worry about. I mean, you don't even have to worry about it getting stolen. You don't have to worry about it being misplaced. You don't have to worry about it burning up in a fire. You don't have to worry about dropping off a fishing vessel in the middle of 60 feet of water because it's, it's, it's not holding any information that's going to allow anybody to steal your stuff. And if it's wasted, you're not losing your stuff. And if something happens to it, you're not losing your stuff. It's not, there's nothing on it. It's just basically an application that's working for you and doing a job for you. And it doesn't save any information. Thank you for tuning in to the Smash and Grab show. I hope you'll, you'll tune in for the next one. This is Jeff Kaufman. Have a good night.